Hey, welcome to Church Alive. We hope this message is something fresh, real, and powerful for your life. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the message. over to Pastor Katie and I said I want another one and I said just joking Mark and Esther first (laughs) that's why I have uh, you know children that are not biologically mine so that I can have grandkids quicker so um, hey can we stand to be honest today I'm going to attempt something that's very difficult for me to preach short because actually What I'm believing for in today's gathering isn't that I would speak a good message, but that you would be touched by God. I could talk for hours. You guys know that. Um, Last week, Sunday, 55 minutes. It was a record. It was amazing. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, But sometimes we can get in the way of what God wants to do, and I believe that oftentimes God is not looking for you to hear another message I think sometimes God just wants you to get on your knees and just have an encounter with him. I want you to grab the hand of the person next to you. If I get emotional, I think it's because I feel the weight of you in here today. This message was really hard to to pen. I, I actually reached out to some of my intercessor friends and I said, I'm having a really hard time. And, and then as I started seeking God and I was striving all day yesterday, all day, I was working from home and that's where I normally write my messages. I just couldn't. I was telling everyone, like, pray for me. I have to show up and have a word and it's got to make sense and that's hard. And then something cool happened that I'll get into it in a moment, but what I want you to do right now, I want to give you permission to just take a deep breath. Hold the person's hand next to you and just just take a deep breath. I'm not sure the last time you just took a deep breath of just trusting God and just God, I, you're here and talk to me. Lord, talk to them. And Father, would you visit us here tonight? God, I really don't want to talk much. I really just want you to operate. I want you to meet them. God, these are your daughters. You can keep holding your sister's hand next to you. I'm going to read this to you. Matthew 11, 28 through 29, in the Passion Translation says, Are you weary? Are you tired? Carrying a heavy burden? Jesus says, come to me, and I will refresh your life. For I am your oasis. How beautiful. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways and you'll discover that I'm gentle, humble, and easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me. As I shut my computer, because I was so frustrated yesterday, and I kind of gave up, and I was just like, what am I going to 
talk to them about it. Because all day I was just tired. All day all I heard was tired. You're just tired. You're weary. And I was. And it was a long week. And my husband was away. And I had three kids. I had to preach. I'm preaching today. I'm preaching Friday. All this stuff. And, and I kept hearing tired. And I thought it was just me. And then at night, when I actually came into rest, and I just had worship, not because I was trying to get into the presence of God to write a message. I just went into worship because I just wanted to hang out with my father. Then he said, my daughters, they're tired. They're tired. They're tired, and, and I want to refresh them tomorrow night. You don't need to come up with this 35, 40-minute message. You need to just create an environment where I am welcome and where I can just touch them, where I can heal them, where I can speak to them, where their fears are there, their faith can rise up in that moment. My daughters are tired. Will you create an environment where they can come and replenish? Tonight, I pray that you will leave here not, oh, what were the three points Pastor Miriam said? No, I pray that you leave here today restored, refreshed, but free to rest. Free to rest. Squeeze the girl's hand next to you. Squeeze the other one. Take a seat. So who was here for the launch of Freedom Series on Sunday? We had a good time together. It was not an easy one to speak on, but I think a lot of truth was delivered to God's sons and daughters. But um, came home Sunday. It's pretty smashed. Tired. Wait, smashed in America mean drunk? That's not what I meant. In Australia, that means tired. I just realized, like, woo, that's not what I meant. Went home, super tired. Anthony was away, like, for almost six days. And that was kind of hard. Three kids, three different schools. Thank God I have help. And, you know, cooking dinner, getting ready for the message. And then Monday came, and Monday all day at work, getting home. I got home. I had three hours to get dinner ready. Help Ben with the project, help three kids with homework, get Ben to lacrosse, and survive. <laughs> and in that moment, before we left for lacrosse, I remember something weird happened that I don't remember if it's happened to me before. It may have. But in the moment of me, I've said the thing I said many, many times, but what happened after, which I'll get there in a second. Literally, I'm getting everything together. I said, Ben, Rachel, Hope. Actually, I said, Rachel and Hope, don't take your shoes off or your coat off. What did they do? They took their shoes off and their coat. I'm like, no. <laughs> ben, go get your lacrosse gear. Do this, do that. And I'm trying to get waters for them. I'm trying to get snacks for them so they're not like harassing me at the lacrosse field and all this kind of stuff. And I had a moment where I said to myself, I can't do this. I can't do this. And in that second, I don't know if it was the Holy Spirit or I don't know if it was the get-it-together voice that Miriam has sometimes, and it was like false. Literally, something inside of me said false. False. And I was like, 
what do you mean boss? I can't do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know. Your husband's not in San Diego for five days in sunny San Diego and blah, 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 getting all bitter and throwing the victim card on. Like, I'm here alone with three kids, lacrosse and dinner and homework. And then suddenly I heard, false. You're not alone. There are single moms who are doing way more than you are doing. There are people in third world countries who don't have a car to get anywhere, that don't have food to put on the table. False. Stop your whining, Miriam. And I was like, all right, I'll stop. <laughs> but I remember in that moment, I wasn't being rebuked for being tired because that's true. I am tired. Are you tired? Is anyone in here tired? Is anyone in here feeling weary sometimes? And we're going to talk about what that looks like. It is okay and it is true to be tired, but it's not okay to believe the vulnerabilities of what happens when we're tired. Because when we're tired, it's when we're subject the most to the lies of the enemy. We can talk about being a resilient woman, but sometimes when we're tired, we don't want to be resilient. We want to crawl into a fetal position, suck our thumb, and watch friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? Can I get an amen? <laughs> Maybe not the sucking thumb thing, but I have hope and she still suck her thumb, and so I just thought about that. <laughs> but sometimes we're tired and we don't want to fight. Sometimes we don't want to be resilient. We want to crumble. We're tired of trying to survive. We're trying to apply the word. We're trying to be good Christians. We're trying to be good moms, good employees, good daughters, good sons, whatever it is. But we are so tired. We're barely surviving. We're exhausted. You know, this is not a how to not be tired message. Because the reality is, you can do all the whatever, and you'll still be tired. Yeah. They'll be like, go to the gym, you'll be fine. I went to the gym, I'm still tired. <laughs> Don't eat carbs and you won't be tired. I'm still tired, I'm really tired, okay? I have three cups of coffee and I'm still tired. <laughs> My coffee needs coffee sometimes. <laughs> this is not a how not to be tired. Because sorry to break it to you, Young and old, because a lot of times us older people, I'm not old, just a little bit older, I'm a little more mature. We look at young people and we say, well, you're not tired and you don't understand. You, you don't understand my life. And it's just different seasons. Yeah. Being in high school and thinking about college and decisions and the pressure that is on you and the pressure that are on kids sometimes who are in households that are war zone. And there's so many things going on even with little children that they should not need to experience, but they are experiencing it at a young age. Our households should be safe zones. They should be refuges, but instead they are war zones. So little kids, do not tell me they're not tired. Their soul is tired of fighting. Their soul is tired. Teenagers, they are tired. College, doesn't matter who you are. Our souls are weary and we just need the water from heaven to refresh us. What are you tired of? Sometimes you're just tired of trying to figure out life. You're just tired of knowing, do I go through that door or that door? Lord, would you just tell me which door to go through? Have we ever felt that way? Yeah. <laughs> do I do A, B, or C? Just tell me. <laughs> do I marry him or him? Just tell me. <laughs> don't we wish it was that easy? Like, don't we wish we had that many?
many options, Lord, these two guys, which one, right? There's a lack in the kingdom of God of some godly men. Let us pray to the God of heaven and send them in. <laughs> Thank God for transformed men. <laughs> Raise them, Lord. <laughs> Maybe you're tired of juggling life, tired of being a single mom, tired of being a mom, tired, tired, tired of being a leader. We have a lot of leaders. Can we celebrate the leaders in our house? If you're a leader in the house, can you stand to your feet? All the leaders in the house, can you stand? That's right. Yeah. Eva, if you're a leader, you stand. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you can sit. We just celebrate our leaders sometimes. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about these guys. We get appreciated on stage. These guys don't get appreciated as often as they should. Love your leaders, because it's tiring. Because they're not just trying to help us get things done. They're also trying to shepherd us. And it's not easy. Maybe you're tired of the diagnosis the doctor gave you. You're tired of believing God for a miracle. You're tired of believing God to show up. You're tired of the thing that you've been believing for. Your soul is discouraged. Your soul is disappointed. And you're freaking tired. Tired of fighting with your flesh because your flesh wants you to do one thing. It's craving that one thing that you know, you know will bind you. You know that thing that God says, don't do that, that will destroy your life, but your flesh is just, I just want it. And you're just tired of fighting with your flesh. You're like, but I want it, God. But God's like, but it's not good for you. It will destroy you. But your flesh is screaming and you're so tired of fighting. You're tired. Being tired isn't necessarily the issue. It's the vulnerabilities we experience and we give into when we're tired. It's, it's what we allow ourselves to believe when we're tired. It's what we tell ourselves and what we don't tell ourselves. Yeah. It's what we give into. We give into the flesh. Our addictions become easier to fall into. You know, women, so often we only talk to men about this, but women struggle with pornography too. Yeah. And they struggle, and because it's more common for guys, it's almost shameful for girls to bring it up. So they, they hide it for years, because if anyone would know, what would they say? Because that's a guy problem, not a girl problem. And so they, they, this thing becomes a stronghold in their life, and this thing becomes this big mega thing, and they're walking in shame, and the shame is exhausting them. You are exhausted because you are carrying shame. You are exhausted because you're carrying rejection. You are exhausted because maybe you think about things and you just are embarrassed and you feel the shame. Let me tell you, Jesus died so that you can give him your shame. He died not so you could be judged. He died so that you could be set free, so you can bring your shame. You can bring your sin to each other into the cross and receive freedom. When we are tired, we're harder on ourselves. We're so hard on ourselves. I do this horrible activity. Every time I preach, I hear my message so that I can improve what I need to grow on. And let me tell you, it's brutal. And after I preach, I'm normally really, really tired. It's the worst time to hear myself preach. Because I'm like, oh, 
I need to learn how to speak English better. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that. And then like, you're exhausted, but then you're dissing yourself the entire time. I suck as a mother. I have failure as a mother. My kids probably think I'm this. And, my, and you're probably, your kids actually think you're the best thing that's ever happened since Lucky Charms. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you're hard on yourself. You binge. When you're tired, you have less self-control, so you binge eat. And then you feel guilty after. Yeah. You get into victim mode. Yeah. You know what also happens? It gets harder to not settle. When you're tired, you settle for things. You settle for things. Well, I guess I waited for long enough, so I guess, you know, I'm just going to settle for that. I'm just going to, you know, settle for this. Because I'm just tired. I'm just tired. You know, when you're tired, you can say true. I'm tired. But when you tell yourself you're not enough, when you tell yourself that you can't do this, that you don't have the strength to do it anymore, that you don't have the strength to say, no, I'm not going to bow down to the things of this world. No, I will not live this way. No, I will honor God with my life. Even though I'm tired, I can do this. I will not let the enemy tell me I cannot because I can. Because greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. I am who he says I am. That is why it's so important that you know the truth. We talked about this on Sunday. If you don't know the truth, then you can't battle the lies of the enemy. If you don't know the truth, then you can't say greater is he who's in me. I know who I am because he calls me conqueror. He calls me daughter. He calls me victorious. He calls me to stand on a solid rock. He's a shield all around me. When you don't have the strength anymore, so often you'll go into lies in your head that instead of you saying false to, you just kind of give in because you're even tired of fighting against the lies. You're just, oh, I've said no so many times. Maybe I am this person. But you are strong. Yeah. Say it until you believe it. Yeah. Call the things that are not as though they are. Yeah. We've got to get better at that. Call the things that are not as though they are. You don't feel like you're doing a good job? Okay, then do a better job. Don't make excuses. Because sometimes what happens is we take messages like this, and we're like, well, I'm really bad at school right now, so, but I'm doing great. And then you just keep failing. That's not what I'm talking about. You don't make excuses for those things. You get better, but you don't let the lies stop you. That's what I'm talking about. There are things that will try to stop us. If you feel like you need to be a better mom, true. So what tweak do you need to make so that you can become better? So you need to be a better student? Okay, true. So study a little bit more. Don't make excuses, but don't let the enemy or don't let your soul that is weary tell you you can't, that you won't amount to anything, that you were not born for this, that you were not called for this, that you are not qualified. Do not listen to those voices. Because the devil knows when we're vulnerable and when we're tired, and that's when he comes at us the most. You see, Jesus, when he just got baptized, actually, I'm like, I don't even know where I am anymore. Where are you? There you are. Nope. There you are. Matthew chapter 4. Jesus, after he got baptized, he 
went into the desert, into the wilderness to fast and be with God and he was exhausted. He was tired. And so the devil banked on that. He knew he was going to prey on his vulnerabilities. So there's Jesus, our hero, right? Walking around this desert, praying, interceding, getting ready for this ministry that was about to unfold before his eyes. The three years where he changed the world, where he was, he was beaten, he died, he was buried, but then he rose again so that we could be free here right now. Yeah. But in those moments, in those 40 days, as he navigated in that wilderness and the devil came against him, what did the devil do? He used what were like his vulnerabilities. He was tired. His body was weak. He hadn't eaten. He hadn't drank. He was in the desert. It was like, I don't know how many hundred degrees. And he's like, hey, you know, you're hungry. How about you do this for me and, you know, I'll give this to you. And Jesus is like, false? I know the truth. Back away. A little bit later, he comes again, tries to sell him another lie, tries to give him another temptation. What did Jesus say? False. I know the truth. He came again. He said, false. I know the truth. Ladies, you need to fix your mind on the truth. Because if you don't know the truth, when the enemy comes in, when you are tired, because you will be tired, you will be discouraged, you will be exhausted, you will be in places in your workplace where you're like, God, I just want to give it all up. And God says, hang on there, daughter. You got this because I got this. And when the devil tries to come in and say, you were not born for this, you rise up like Esther and you remember you were born for such a time as this. You were born for such a time as this. Three really quick things because I really want to end. We find rest when we fix our thoughts on what is true. Philippians 4.8, not going to go too much into it because I just spoke about a lot about it. Philippians 4, 4, 8. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Think on things that are true. What are you believing? When you're tired, what comes to you at bed when you go to bed at night? When you're tired, when you're at work and you're like, Am I worth anything? Like, am I even good at anything? Does anyone even like me? Does anyone even validate me? Does anyone even think about me? Am I alone? Does anyone understand me? Does anyone hear me? Yes. What do you believe? What do you know is true? Number two, we find rest in each other. Girls, we need each other. We need the kind of girls that will lift each other up, not tear each other down. We need the kind of girls that when she looks good, you don't tell her she looks bad because you don't want her to look that good when she walks out on the street. When you pick between an outfit, you're like, Ebeth, this outfit or that outfit? She said the other outfit because she knows that one looks worse. That's not the kind of friends we need. We need to celebrate our victories. We need people who will cheer each other on. We need to cheer each other on. Guess what? Her success is not your failure. Her success is not your failure. One leader rising up does not mean you cannot raise up either. 
One person getting promoted into a position does not mean that you cannot one day be promoted. But what do you need to do? Maybe you need to work, show up on time, be reliable. I don't know. Well, maybe you are all those things and it just hasn't happened for you. Trust God. His timing. You don't want to be in a position where you're not favored to be in. Because sometimes the heat is really hot. Did I say that right? Yeah, Yeah, okay. Just checking with you. We find rest in each other. Galatians 6, to carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. You know, this Sunday we spoke about the basic things about freedom because so often we want to get to Z in freedom, right? We want to see the demons cast out. We want to see all that kind of stuff, but we're not doing the ABCs of freedom, which is confessing your sins and repentance and, and actually dealing with the stuff that we have in our homes or in our cars that are like superstitious. Like, what are we doing as Christians trusting in these things like the evil eye or Italian horns or all this weird stuff that we have and we put our trust in these superstitious things, but Jesus didn't die for you to have these things. He, he died so you can trust him fully. You don't need these things. But confessing your sins one to another. Don't let shame keep you from telling a sister in the house something you're going through. Don't be like, well, I'm a leader. What are they going to think? They're going to think you're just like them. You just struggle with something different, maybe. We all sin. Just don't judge each other for sinning differently than each other. If you're in the house of God and you're seeking restoration and you're seeking freedom and you're seeking surrender, you come to the altar. You lay down whatever is going on, whatever you're, you're, you're just in regret about, whatever you're in shame about, and you say, God, I'm broken. And let someone love you to wholeness. God, we need each other. Sometimes we're going to be ticked off at each other, but that's family. Everyone's family has a little bit of dysfunction or a lot of bit of dysfunction. My gosh, my family, we're crazy. My my parents, my sister, my brother, we're a crazy bunch of people. But we love each other in our imperfectly perfect way. We love each other in our imperfectly perfect way. We're not better than each other. We're all on this journey of faith. And we need each other to grow. We need each other to find rest. Because I'm telling you, if you're holding, if you're harboring things inside of you, maybe it's not shame. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's a pain. Maybe you're hurting and you want to put this strong face on because you have to because you're a leader or you're a manager at your workplace. Or, and it's just hard because you have to always have this strong front on. You can take that mask off tonight. And you can find someone and say, I need you to pray for me because this is going on. I'm I'm struggling here. I'm about to leave my husband and oh my gosh, I'm a Christian. I know I shouldn't. Or I'm about to do this or I'm about to do that. I'm really struggling here. Or I did something 10 years ago. I had an affair or I had an abortion or I don't know, I have an addiction and, and I just can't handle hiding the pain anymore. I need freedom and I need rest for my soul. And would you dare, daughters, embrace these girls as they come to you with the spirit of love, with the spirit of Jesus, of reconciliation, of freedom, of comfort, and take them into your arms and let them weep in your presence. Because that's when we are like Jesus. Yeah, so good. 
we find rest in each other. Man, last year and a half ago, I would sob after services. Sob after services because my soul was tired. And I would, call, I would pull Katie and I would pull Elena and one day Ebeth was there and I just sobbed. And I couldn't even speak because my heart was just torn apart. And they carried me. Your pastor was carried by sisters in this house. I'm not better. No one's better. We need each other. Lastly, we find rest in his presence. Exodus 33, 14, it says, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. My presence, God's presence, the presence of the Holy Spirit will go with you and it will give you rest. Like, oh my gosh, this is gold right here. As I was restless yesterday, trying to figure out, not even the content of the message, like not even the 10, 15 pages of notes, just the topic. Like, I couldn't even think of a topic. I was, thinking, I was telling Caitlin today, I was like, it's not this topic, it's not that. Every topic I'd come up with or I thought, it was like the Holy Spirit said, false, <laughs> no, wrong. I'm like, great, thanks. You know, you try writing this Holy Spirit. Just kidding. He did. And all I had to do, because obviously I pray for my message, I worship before my message, I study quite a lot for a message, but sometimes what happens when you're message writing is you're doing those things for the message, you're not doing those things just to be in the presence of God just because he wants intimacy with you. So he taught me a big lesson yesterday. I have my quiet times, but yesterday I was almost striving the entire day to come bring you something. Not until I stopped at like 7.30 at night, shut my laptop, so I was like, well, that's gonna be fun tomorrow. Let's see what's gonna happen. <laughs> and I sat and I'm like, I just need to be in this presence. I just need some worship. I just need Jesus. And I sat down. He's hilarious. I sat down. I put on another in the fire that we just sang. And I was like, I'm so tired, God. And then he said, so are my daughters. So are my daughters. And I was like, oh, okay. And as he was ministering to me in that song, as he was replenishing me, as he was ministering to me, as I was in his presence, I forgot for a moment the message. And in that moment, it was like I was restored. In that moment, not that I was restored from something that bad happened, not that I was, I was restored from just a day of work. Sometimes we forget that you need restoration from a day of work. Yeah. That's life. You will be tired. Thanks to Adam and Eve, now we have the burden of work. <laughs> we'll take it up with them when we get to heaven, all right? But that is life. We will be tired pretty much most days of our life, unless you're sitting in Honolulu somewhere with some mojitos sounds good. But have you found that even after vacation, you come back and you're exhausted? Yeah. Like more so, like now I need a vacation for my vacation. Who said that? I've said that like every vacation. 
So it doesn't matter how, yes, you need to go get rest. Yes, you need to go vacation. Yes, you need those moments. You need your days off. But when you get back to it, you're tired again. So what's the only thing that satisfies the human soul? It is the presence of the Almighty King. It is the only thing that will satisfy us because the world can't satisfy us. Because we can be with someone, someone that we fall in love with. Five years later, you're working to still stay in love with that person. So if a man doesn't satisfy you, if money doesn't satisfy you, if your career doesn't satisfy you, and that's what the world tells you will satisfy you, then who will satisfy you? It is only in the presence of God that we get restored, that we are replenished, that we are refreshed. He replenishes our soul when we sit and linger in his presence. You know, tonight, yes, I have three minutes to spare. I did it, guys. See, miracles do happen. Tonight, for those of you who want to stay and linger in his presence, I want to invite you to let your soul get some refreshment tonight. I just, I really hope you'll stay and because it's not about me in this message. Like, this is great. There's truth, right? Obviously, it's the word of God, but it's, it's what happens in an environment where there's faith, where there's sons and daughters, where the Holy Spirit is, is alive and well. It's, it's what happens in an environment where daughters come together and we just say, come, Lord Jesus, come. Come where you lay down your burdens at the cross, where you carry each other's burdens, where you fix yourself on the truth. The truth is God wants you to have an encounter with him. He wants you to stop pretending you are free, and he wants you to actually be free. He wants you to pretend, stop pretending that you have peace and actually experience it. He wants you to just stop singing about it and actually live it. We are so good, so good at singing these amazing songs week in and week out. But do we actually live the freedom that we sing about? Do we actually live the peace that we sing about? Do we actually live the joy that we sing about? Do we? And why do we not? We lack the lingering of the presence of God. We rush in and we rush out. We come to God to pray, and it's two seconds, God, you're holy, but God, I need this, God, I need that, and it winds up being a transactional relationship where it's just like what you want, will you give it to me? But there's no interaction with the presence of God where his spirit heals you, where his spirit refreshes you, restores you, and enables you and empowers you to live this life in freedom. So right now, Pastor Mags and... Cat, I believe, is going to come. They're going to sing a song, just a chorus. You may know it, you may not. It's Touch of Heaven, right, Mags? Is it called Touch of Heaven? Yeah. It's a hill song, song I believe Bethel sings it too. You may know it again, you may not. You have an option. You can stay and linger and just say, come, Lord Jesus, come. And you could sit, you can push these chairs back if you want to come to the altar. You can make the altar where you are. You can kneel where you are. You can grab a friend. I want my leaders to have a few moments to themselves too before you start praying for people because you need refreshing. You need a touch from God. You need empowerment too.
So before we come, if, if you didn't come with someone and you need someone to pray for you, don't just come for leadership and get prayer from leadership. If you came with someone that you love and trust, pray with them. Cry with them. Seek God together. We're going to do that right now. We're going to worship. You can do, you can stand, sit, lay, whatever you want to do. And just don't be weird. And just you and God. I understand if at some point you have to leave, but we're not going to be quick to shut down. You are welcome to go when you need to go. But don't take these moments for granted. Because he longs to refresh you. If you didn't come with someone and you do want someone to pray with, give it a few minutes. Let our leaders have their moment with God. Because I don't want them to just always come to church and feel like they can't also be ministered to. And then when they're ready, they'll stand and they can be on this side and that side and you guys can come and get prayer. But if you want to dim the lights a little bit on stage, you can stand, you can kneel, whatever you need to do. I love you girls. I'm excited for what God's going to do in and through you. But remember, you can experience this refreshing, not just when we come together, but in your car, in your home. Don't wait until you're ready to quit to tap into his presence. If you want to hear more empowering messages and learn more about Church Alive, make sure to follow us on social media and check out our website at churchalive.tv. We hope to see you this weekend. Have a great week.